right, all right. What's good, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Festive Podcast. Today, we have a very, very special edition. Today, we are welcoming Wes Barkley. Wes, can you go ahead and uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience here? Hey, yes, sir. Appreciate you having me on first and foremost. But a little intro. This is Maserati Wes, Wes Barkley from Cleveland, Ohio, professional wrestler uh from aiw in cleveland i've been uh coast to coast eating versace french toast i uh, started re- <laughs> you know you know how i do uh yeah i started uh i started wrestling uh may of 2018 so i've been wrestling for a year and a half now i trained for a while before that um i've always wanted to be a wrestler my whole life and we can get into that later but you know i have a passion for art music food especially so Besides for the pro wrestling, you know, I'm I'm just uh, I'm always trying to get into new fields and and learn as much as possible. But uh, right now, wrestling is my main focus. Absolutely, man. Let's uh, so to give a little context, um, you know, we we met in college. Yeah. We know each other from there. Um, Ohio University. Yeah. You were a business major. Jumped from a business yeah. major. Took uh. <laughs> Took a leap of faith off the top rope yeah. and went into wrestling. Nice. Let's uh, let's hear the I like that. Let's That's hear the good. origin story here, man. Like, where did this all come from? That was that was a great transition. Dude. <laughs> I got to give you that. That was awesome. So yeah, so like you stated, you know, we met at OU. Um, we were running and gunning, having a lot of good times there. Um, you know, I was partying a little too much. Came back to Cleveland. Uh, finished at Cleveland State University, but. Uh, Growing up my whole life, you know, I always wanted to be a professional wrestler, as crazy as it sounds. I like ever since, and this is even just crazy because like, you know, we could talk about this stuff later, just like mind state and stuff. But you know how like, if I have a memory from when I'm four or five years old, that's so vivid and stuck in my head, it must have meant something, you know, super super significant to me sure. so i can remember watching watching stone cold growing up and like getting my hair cut at a great clips and the the lady melanie you know like how do i even remember her name <laughs> like this was like two 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 or three haircuts when i'm like four or five years old she's telling me you know like stone cold just got hit by the car i think it's this guy i think it's this guy you know and like for me to remember that and like be so hooked before i could even really like read well you know like if i'm just getting up on my you know, a stool and trying to get the right channel on whatever, you know, I'm, I'm dwelling on that, but I always wanted to be a professional wrestler. And, uh, I feel like I was always an entertainer my whole life, just making people laugh sure. or, you know, just, just making, you know, just being a goofball. But, um, yeah, so I always wanted to be, be a professional wrestler and I kind of had the dream, you know, I was like, okay, um, you know, to become a professional wrestler, like a lot of guys, you know, you go to a training school, you learn how to wrestle, you learn how to do the moves, how to fall correctly. So you're not breaking your back in every match. Sure. Cause you know, that ring looks all right sometimes, but sometimes it's stiff as, as stiff as hell. You know, the padding <laughs> isn't there sometimes, you know, you're falling on straight woods for real. Like I'll go into a middle of nowhere show and it's like, okay, this, this ring feels like concrete, yeah. you know, we're going to have to watch out. So, so, uh, but yeah, you go to a training school and you learn that and like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't mean to sound like we're like super old cause we, you know, we're not, we're 25, you know, 26, whatever. Um, but like when we're growing up, it's not like we're like kids these days and I'm not trying to say anything about bad about kids these days, but like, you know, we didn't really get like iPhones and this and that until high school, college, and now information so easily, you know, available to everybody. Yeah, so growing up, I remember just looking on the computer and like trying to get it and like wrestling, you know, it's it's protected, but you can find some stuff out. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm looking up on the Internet. OK, I can go to this school in Philadelphia. OK, this place has a school in Atlanta. You could go to uh, West Virginia and go to a school, you know, so I always had it in the back of my head, but my parents were like, you know, you got to go to college, go to high school get, or go to high school, get your, you know, diploma, go to college, get sure, a degree, yep, get your job. Yep. And then, you know, once you're set up, you can go and get a, go become a professional wrestler. Cause I was like, you know what? Like, uh, okay. I'll be 18 after I graduate high school. I'm going to go out to this place. I'm going to be trained to be a wrestler. You know, I'll be two years in, I'll work at a Panera bread. I don't care where I got to work. You know, I want to do this. And I'm telling my parents that, but they're like, you know what? No, you got to go to, you got to go to college, get the degree. So 
that happens. You know, we go to OU, we start partying, we're having a good time. I'm going for business because I was kind of like, you know, I always liked business. Uh, I feel like I have natural entrepreneurial skills, but it's more just like uh, providing value to people, which we kind of talked about before the podcast started. But, um, you know, because it's like it's. I I never really liked sketchy business and stuff like that. And I always hated people trying to get over on me some way, somehow, you know, I always liked win-win deals. So that's why I think I was like, let's do this entrepreneur stuff. So I'm going to OU. It was a good time. Was partying a little too much. I said, let's go back to uh, Cleveland. Let's get my head right. And um, I'll get my degree there. But when I got back to Cleveland, I got this opportunity to work at a restaurant called the Proper Pig Smokehouse, and it was a barbecue spot, pulled pork, beef brisket, great spot. Now, I, those dudes are awesome. I appreciate the opportunity they gave me. So I would work in the restaurant there, go to Cleveland State, and you know just just think about wrestling, but kind of put it on the back burner because it was kind of eating me up, you know. Because I was like, okay, you know, I would be a senior in college. This is four years, and it's like. And, and even at OU, like I got to drop this. Let me digress a little bit. Even while we were at OU, like probably sophomore year, you know, I was kind of starting to party and I could kind of see, you know, I was like not doing that well in school and whatnot. And I feel like, you know, who knows, like maybe I'm making excuses, but at the same time, I feel like it was like, you know, I, I knew I had to be doing wrestling and I would see the most unreal signs. And I don't know how much you want to believe about coincidences. I love, I love it. You know what I mean? For but, sure. I, I'm walking I'm walking down Palmer Street, you know, to go over to you remember Liam, we're going over his brother's house and I'm going to meet him over there and I'm I'm walking down Palmer Street and there's a flyer in the middle of the street, right? Like I've never seen, you know, nothing's flying by, it's windy, but there's a flyer in the middle of the street. I go, okay, let me go see what that is, right? I look at it and it's for some middle of nowhere, hillbilly ass wrestling company. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to the show, but I just thought it was so weird that it's like you know, my life's not, it's not going super downhill. It was just like, not where I wanted to be, yeah. you know, like, okay, school's cool, whatever. I'll get out of here. I'll get my degree and I can go do it. But it was like, it was so weird. I was like, dude, that's so weird that a wrestling flyers right here. I'm like, that's weird. You know, I just shook my head, went over to my buddies. So then like a week after that, it's like Thanksgiving break. So it had to be like right now. You know what I mean? It was probably like this week, like four or five years ago, whatever. So then I come home for Thanksgiving break and I come back to Cleveland and my dad's like, hey, you want to go to the gym with me? And I was like, sure, let's let's go work out. So we go to a gym in a nice little area, Westlake, uh, Crocker Park area of Cleveland. And we go to LA Fitness and I'm working out there. He's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. And all of a sudden, this dude walks into the gym, Dolph Ziggler, who's a pro wrestler. He went to Ed's, which is St. Ed's, which is local Cleveland guy. Um, so I was like, wow, that's even wilder of a coincidence, you know? And uh, I went up to him and I just tried to talk to him, but I was so nervous because you see all these guys and it's like, and uh, you know, there's like, you got to have a respect for wrestling, you know, and it's like for anything, it's like for anything, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, you can't just expect to be in there and like, think, you know, it all this, that, or the other, or, Oh, I read this like back what we're talking about online. Oh, I read this online. You know, I read this in a book. I think I know what happened compared to someone who's actually had experience in the field. And, especially has experience in the trenches you know what i mean so for some so i'm thinking like that yeah so i'm thinking like that because you know i respect it so i don't want to like bug them and think i'm like you know i don't want to be like hey how do i get in it and like have them be like oh you're the secrets guy you know (laughs) like i don't know there's like old there's like and it's so funny because there's like old school videos of like dudes in the 80s like hulk hogan choking a dude out because he's like hey man how do you fake this and he's like i'll show you brother and like (laughs) knocked like john stossel out like something like that you know so i'm like but I'm just trying to be respectful because I'm 100%. like, I don't want to be that guy, yeah, no but I want to be, I, but like, when else am I going to get this opportunity? Plus at the gym, like, I don't want to bug someone at the gym. I don't want to be bugged yeah. at the gym. So I went up to him and I was like, Hey, can I talk to you whenever you get a chance? And he's like, yeah, man, you know, like piss, like just gave me a head nod. I was like, all right, I'm going to go chill over here. If he doesn't come up to me, no worries. If he does, that's sweet. He came up to me. He's like, Hey man, what's up? And I'm like so nervous at this point. Cause of like what I just said, but I just asked him, you know, I said, Hey, you know, I want to be a pro wrestler what do you think I should do you know I've been trying to you know read as much as possible I've been trying to study even though at that time I had no fucking oh excuse my language sorry even (laughs) though at that time I hadn't I I had no clue what studying meant you know 
Like I would just be watching Ric Flair matches. Oh, cool. Ric Flair is good. I uh, somehow whatever. So, but so like, what was his advice to you? Like what, what were the key things that he recommended for you? And, and how did you like start implementing those immediately, you know, into, uh, I guess like your mindset as well as like your just general lifestyle to like make this a reality. For sure. Uh, so, well, first off, I got to give him compliments that he was super cool and like asked like, oh, you go to OU? I went to Kent, man. That's cool. You yeah. know, and I'm like just so in awe. But the stuff, you know, it was, it was pretty brief. And but he was like, you know, just you got to study, go to a reputable school and train. But you got to study these guys, you know, watch the great, see what they did, see what they did and what it worked and, and how it went. You know, like if it worked for him, if it didn't work for him, like what you like, just stuff like that, that, you know, you kind of hear now and it's like, okay, it kind of makes more sense. But at the time I was just like, this is what I took from it. Like from your question, it's more of like, okay, this dude's a real dude. You know, he's at the same gym as me. He, he probably lives in Cleveland around me, you know, like this is, this is reasonable to do. This is not reasonable. Sorry. This is feasible to do. Like if I grind and I bust my ass and I give it 110%. Then I could be where this dude's at. You know, he came from a community by me. He grinded. He said he watched this tape. He busted his ass in the gym. He busted his ass at training. So it's like, that's what I really took from it was like, okay, this dude is taking the time to talk to me. You know, this could really happen. And then after that, it even inspired me to get in the ring with them because I want to tell him the story yeah. one day, you know, but I want to, I want to like have a sweet match with them and then be like, dude, I went up to you once, you know? So For that's sure. what I really took from it. You know, because that was probably still a year or two before I even got into training yeah. and whatnot. But man, that would be that so, would be wild. That'd be wild if something like that right. happened. <laughs> For sure, dude. So that's that's just like making goals and whatnot. And that's like when I put it in the back of my head, I was like, "Damn, I could really do this." You know. So I'll I'll get back on the story. I'll start bringing it back because you know I'm I'm taking forever on it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So so we go back to OU. Whatever happens, right? I come back to Cleveland. I uh, go to Cleveland State University. Finish up a degree in supply chain management and operations, which. Uh, the guy at the the office was like, you might like this. And that is something we can get back to because it's like, that's how I live life too, is just being the most efficient as possible. And I was doing that in high school and I was doing that at college. If it didn't make sense to get up and take 10 steps this way, I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? But if I can get up and I can hit this and that and, you know, make a sandwich and then come back and you know what I mean? Like if, if it's, it's at the end of the day, it's just multitasking and making the most with your time. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's how I live. So that's why when he told me that at Cleveland state, I'm doing that degree. Bang. So I'm grinding at Cleveland state, getting this degree. I'm trying to be done with school because I don't know, man. I I mean, like the worst thing, in my opinion, the worst thing in the world would be waking up and thinking, oh, did I do I have a test today? Do I have homework due? You know what I mean? Like when you're really trying to get out, you know what I mean? So I don't know. That was just me. But I was like, okay, I'm going to grind. I'm going to get my degree. I'm working at this place, Proper Pig Barbecue. They got good stuff. It's five menu items, six menu items. So back to being efficient, you know, we're not wasting food. We're selling out every night. So it's the the, the demand's high. So I'm getting firsthand uh, experience, yeah. you know. So they used to be, uh, they would have, you know, like sports on, you know, like the Cleveland Indians or the Browns or the Cavs on TV. And, uh, you know, I became like a manager in there. So, you know, I was really grinding for them. But sometimes they would put on like old wrestling, like old WWF or WCW. Right. And I I would just like kind of downplay it. You know, they're like, oh, you like wrestling? I'm like, oh, yeah, I love it. You know, it's cool. Cool. But I never told them like I had dreams and aspirations of doing this because, you know, I didn't really want to like bug them with it, you know, but also I was just like there to work, you know. So one day we're closing and this guy comes in and. He's like, hey, wrestling, that's cool you guys got wrestling on. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, and this is kind of like the first time because like we were talking about this before. It's like so niche, you know, like you don't you don't find wrestling fans like that all the time. And like I never could really relate to people on it because, you know, they were like, oh, that's that's goofy. I don't really like it. You know, we can go into this maybe a little bit. But like, let's be honest, too. Like there's just there's a huge stigma with wrestling like. Oh, like wrestling's fake. And like, so I feel like there's just like this, there's this whole atmosphere around it that like, because it's like deemed not a real sport to people because like part of it like is um, putting on a performance and like building out this character and creating a role. And like some people like just have zero respect that there's like an entertainment side to it, you know? And like, 
Right. I, I don't right. know. It's just it, it's it's so interesting how that works. And so I feel like, yeah, that's like another reason why it makes it so niche, you know, is because like there's few people that have real respect and like understanding of everything it really takes to be a professional wrestler, um, especially at the For scale sure. of like the WWE and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so it's Definitely. just, you know, it's just a lot of ignorance. Yeah. And I appreciate you bringing that up because that's, you know, that's it. I mean, back to, you know, growing up and whatnot, you know, there was a time where it was hot. And when we were growing up, 99 to about 2001 or two, you know, wrestling was at its peak, really 97 to 99. But I don't need to get into super details because we were that young. But there was a time, you know, and I remember this vividly is going to uh, like Giant Eagle or, uh, you know, like a convenience, not a convenience store, a grocery store. And like, you remember, they used to have TV guides. They don't even have TV guides anymore because you got the DVR and all that shit. But TV guides, and that was like the cool thing. Like, oh, look, uh, it's Friends is yep. on here. You got the five <laughs> covers. Jennifer, get the Jennifer Aniston. But there would be like stone cold ones because it was like wrestling was that hot. And back then there'd be like, you know, 10 million people watching wrestling, let's say, because WWE Raw was drawing 7 million people on a Monday. And then WCW would draw, you know, five to seven as well. So it's like wrestling was the it show on Mondays. And it's like so crazy to think that they were doing record numbers as a TV show. So that was the time. And then, you know, and then we get older and people start phasing out and, you know, you get the internet or you get these exposés on it. And it's like exactly what you're saying. Oh, it's fake, whatever. I'm over it, you know? So I couldn't really relate to people growing up, which it didn't really phase me. You know, it wasn't a big deal. I would watch it. I'd enjoy it, you know? You know, I remember showing, oh, do this stuff. You got to see this. Friends would look at it. Oh, whatever. And, you know, I got to give it up to my brother, too, because he used to have to deal with it half the time where I have to give him moves, yeah. you know, so he's probably still beat up. But but I've gotten my receipt back from, uh, you know, just me wrestling now. You know, I've gotten it back. So he likes to see that when he comes to shows, whatever. But uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's definitely there was definitely a stigma about it. So when this dude came into the restaurant and he said, oh, you like wrestling, too? I was like, yeah, man, like, oh, cool. I can bullshit with someone and actually talk about how I feel, you know, what the show is or who I yeah. like and why I like them. Not just uh, outsider looking in going, oh, that dude looks cool. But it's like, hey, man, I like how this character's progressed. Yeah. Or like you're saying, you know, he did that. And it's like, wow, I can really relate to that because and even like the level I'm on, which we'll get to. It's the independence. So you could, it's not, you know, it's not WWE production. It's not super produced, which is kind of cool. It's some underground stuff. So our company that I wrestle for, AIW, I feel like it's one of, if not the top independent company in the United States, just because of talent, the stories that are being told, you know, the storylines, but just how the feel is. It's like, it's gritty, but it's just awesome. It's like, my, I think it's one of the coolest things to do in Cleveland. You know, we're right downtown in the flats and it's an experience for sure. People are drinking. You got a bunch of different characters. You can love a guy. You can hate a guy, but you'll be <laughs> no able to, doubt. you know, you'll no be able doubt. to be with it. Yeah. But, but like, you know, sometimes I go to these little spots and it's like, you're like, oh, that's, you know, what the hell is that? There's 20 people there. You know, it's in the middle of nowhere, you know, some Ohio, you know, middle of nowhere, somewhere, West Virginia, you know, and you're like, what the hell's going yeah. on there? You know, so that's not the best, but you know, you got to get experience and, you know, pay the bills somehow. But uh, yeah, back to this dude. So he said he liked wrestling too. He did a, he was commentary, you know, like he did the play by play for the matches at AIW, the company I train at, you know, and he's like, you ever hear of them? And I was like, yeah, man. And it's like, they, I always knew growing up about them because like, again, the internet, you know, I heard about the independent companies, which were hard to find, but I always kind of had the feeling, like I was saying, I was like, I can't go to the show because it's just going to eat me up even more. You know, so when he goes, hey, I do the commentary there. Come to the show Friday. Here's my number. I'll get you tickets. And I was like, all right, well, now I have to I have to go. Yeah. Right. So I remember I went to one of their shows. I watched it. I was I, I'm not going to lie. I started drinking like a beer every match because it was really eating me up. You know, I was like, I need to get hammered if I'm going to be at the show because <laughs> I need to do this. You know what I mean? I was like, and I watched the show and I talked to some of the guys and I was like, I need to do this. You know, I sat in the back, but I was like, I'm doing this. So then there was another show. It was this guy, uh, Johnny Gargano, who was like the trainer at the school. It was his going away show. He's like probably like the king of Cleveland, you know, one of the top guys to ever come out of Cleveland. He's in NXT right now, Ooh, which is yeah. WWE's yeah, sure. uh, minors. Yeah, so he's in Orlando. He's right by you. So uh, 
he it was his going away show and this guy said hey i got you a ticket again and like gary barnage was there he's like a browns dude and like it was just funny so the guy's like hey come meet me in the basement gary barnage is down here so i went down with like gary barnage a browns player and i met the owners of our company so they kind of were like who's this dude rolling with them you know so i kind of had like a good even though i didn't even know who gary barnage at all you know i was just buying him like pepsis because he wasn't drinking because they had a season or whatever but i'm just like okay cool i'm backstage like this is pretty wild and everyone's looking at me like who the hell is this dude and i'm just like okay they're the owners whatever i met him i talked to him a little bit and then like literally like the day after that i signed up for the school and then the rest is i guess the rest is history but that's really when the grind started so let's get let's get real honest here man what what took you what took you so long to make Okay, that sounded kind of negative. I don't want to mean that in negative. Everyone's, oh, everyone's you're on good. their own no, journey. It's no. not like a matter of time. So let's not sure. say like you were slow or fast, but like you could have you could yeah. have started as soon as you graduated high school. Obviously, there's some other factors yep. like, you know, parents wanting you to go to college and get a degree and, and wanting to make them proud, right. et cetera. But like what took sure. you, um, you know, from let's just say from graduating college, you know, or screw it, yeah. let's. Well, say from 18 like, from 18 yeah, so right. it, it took you yeah. about what's like five to six years to like actually start doing yeah. it from graduating high school yeah i would say yeah i would say four or five probably is right on but yeah because like there was some stuff in uh at ou i remember this in like an accounting book it was like uh tiger wood started learning how to play golf when he was two years old so when he was 12 he was like a 10-year vet already you know so i always kind of had those thoughts and it was like the earlier you could do anything you know whether it's this that or the other like and like this is something i don't know why i'm trying to sound like a super old man like i've been doing that lately but i'm talking about like internet and technology (laughs) but it's like if i had like like i took a graphic design class in (laughs) high school like my senior year and i loved it and i thought i was solid at it and i was like this is definitely something i would like to do spare time but like think if i start doing it in like fifth grade if i was just on there and they're teaching me how to graphic design by the time i graduated high school you know i'd probably be you know pro graphic design guy i don't know i was gonna say like working for working for like a magazine or i don't know i was trying to make a joke but i couldn't (laughs) even think of one but you know what i mean so but i but like like i was saying you know watching these guys on the independent level I would see they put in seven years of hard work, you know, wrestling in every town, wrestling in Pittsburgh to California to New York. You know, they'd be literally everywhere. And every time I looked up a show, I would see this guy's on it, this guy's on it, this guy's on it. And I was like, I love that dude. So I'd see, though, you know, oh, my God, this this dude's like awesome wrestler. He's everywhere. Why isn't he in the WWE, you know? And it's like, I'd see, you know, after year six, after year seven, this dude's wrestled all over the world, Japan, Mexico, Europe. Then he's finally getting a WWE shot. So I was like, okay, look, the sooner I can do this, the sooner I can start getting experience, the sooner I can start perfecting the craft, learning every style, wrestling all different kind of people, a bigger guy, a smaller guy, a new guy, a veteran, you know, that's what it was. So I was like, if I can be there 18, you know, seven years, I'm 25, 26, I'm still pretty young because... You know, your body can only do so much. And especially if you're going against a guy who's been in West Virginia who started training when he was 13. So by the time he's 20, you know, he's already seven years on you. So I started training when I was 22, 23. And, you know, I still had it was mostly, you know, my parents like, hey, you, you got to graduate for for first. Sorry, you got to graduate first. But when I came back to Cleveland State and that happened and I had like a year left. I was like, you know what? I don't have classes on Tuesday and Thursday nights when they train. I have enough of my own money that I can pay for this. I'm doing it. You know, like no one can really like I still live at home, whatever, you know, at the time, like, okay, I'm going to school. But if my grades are right, if I'm working 45 hours a week at the thing, I was like, no one can really say it. So at first, like you're saying, you know, what really held it back? I knew my mostly my dad was going to be rattled about it. But you know, and, and when he was, when I first signed up, but I was like, Hey man, I already paid him the deposit. Like I got to go Thursday, you know? <laughs> so, so he was kind of fired up about it and he was until I pretty much debuted, but now he loves going to shows and he loves watching all my stuff. I'm sure. Cause he awesome. sees, he sees because, your love and passion for it. You know, I'm sure. 
Exactly. And it's always been like that. And, you know, I'm not trying to dog any of my parents or whatever, but my mom, she's always been go with the flow. You know, hey, I know you love this. Do it. You know, but my dad was kind of like, you got to have a financial base. You got to be, you know, just in case anything happens, you know, I want you to have a degree. And there's such a stigma against uh, having a degree and not. But, you know, I'm definitely glad I have a degree because, you know, I it definitely has paid off for me. So I'm not saying don't go to college, but it's like, you know, who would have known if I was already seven years in right now, you know, but but at the same time, I'd be working at a Panera Bread, not doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, but then again, you know, see these, I'm throwing all these out there because I want to hear you, what you think about it. But it's like, if you have that plan B, then sometimes your plan A, you don't go 150%. You know, if you're like, hey, if the wrestling, oh, if I don't really get that booking or if I, oh, if it doesn't really work out like next week, then, you know, I can always just work more hours at this job and like, then you get stuck doing the job, you it's, know? It's weird, so. man. I think for me, it's like, because I'm a little on on both. Like, I connect with you a lot there. Like, my mom has just always been, like, a supportive person. Um, but she still yeah. leans a little bit with my dad in the sense that, like, my dad's always been like, dude, this doesn't make sense. Like, you're, you're like, right. you right. have, like, you have to make a living. You have to make money, yada, yada. So it, it, was, it wasn't sure. that my parents or, like, my dad never supported me, like, doing filmmaking. It's just, like, he saw it more as, like, a hobby, whereas, like, I need to do something that right. financially makes more sense. And um, yeah. and so it was never, for me, like, plan B was, you know, graduate and get a degree so I have it. One, to, like, make them proud, but also just so I have it. But it's, like, yeah. when I started to investing myself more and more into the process of filmmaking like that's when the plan b disappeared more and more and like now sure. it's like i'm at the, I, I don't regret it because i had an amazing time at college learned a lot of life lessons etc yeah. but like if i had to if, if i would to give anyone advice in regards to taking on or going into my field i would advise them to not go to college or to pay for college Right. Because it, it's not right. necessary. You don't need it for my career path. You could take all that money and put it towards investing towards yourself, marketing, growing a business, etc. But there you go. Yeah, man, that's that's kind of how it works for me. And and obviously, I think my field's a bit easier too. Like, what's been the stigma? Like, let's talk a little bit more about like your parents and maybe like friends, especially like maybe if like you've had kind sure. of like a high school reunion type thing recently. Like, what are friends saying? Because I know for me, it's like. Some yeah, like I I still get this not as much. I get people saying like, like kind of like uh, I don't even know like backhanded compliments and stuff like that. Like they're like complimenting right. you, but like they're really in their mind. You know, they're kind of like thinking or they're saying it in a way that it's like like you're never really gonna make a good living or like be successful like yeah doing that. And I think my field like obviously like there's just like I could just be a wedding videographer and make a great living doing that. Like there's a lot more areas where I can like really right. thrive like within my field and like being a content creator, like whether that's graphic design, photography, videography is so um, it's like so cool right now. It's like the hip thing to do. Yeah. So like, let's talk right. a little bit more about like your personal experience because you know, that's more of the line of like, if you're trying to like, be an actor in Hollywood, you know, like it's, it's so yeah. much harder and more niche because there just isn't as much available career path wise, specifically being a wrestler. You know I mean? Obviously in the wrestling field, there's so much, but like, what's that experience right. been like for you? Like telling people, you know, like this is my dream. This is what I want to, what I want to do. I want to be a pro wrestler. I want to be a pro wrestler on WWE. Yeah. Like I want to travel the world doing that. What's been like your feedback? Yeah. How have you handled the negativity? How have you handled the support and like building and moving forward, et cetera? Um, so, all right, that's a great question. And I like how we, you talked about the parent stuff earlier too, because I was exactly like what I was trying to word, but you articulated it perfectly. So thank you for that. But so. yeah, so this, um, so yeah, while I was training, I still kept it low key. You know, I only told a couple of my close friends because you know, I never really want to count my chickens before they hatch. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Sure. And while I was training, I actually was like, uh, you know, I was getting pretty solid a couple months in, probably four or five, six months in. Um, I was, the, this guy wanted to try a move with me, you know, and it, it was kind of sketchy. We did this move. I landed wrong and I actually fractured my L2 vertebrae in my back. So that put me on the block for a minute. That's when my dad backed to him. And I don't mean to be roasting him at all because he's been... Uh, 
uh, unreal support. Yeah. You know, I just said he was a little skeptical at the beginning because of stuff like this, and it ended up happening, yep. you know? So I fractured my L2 vertebrae, so I'm on the shelf, you know? And he's like, see, I told you you were going to get hurt, yada, yada, yada. I'm still going to college. I'm going to college in a back brace, you know? And I didn't tell anybody about that. But one day, this guy in class is like, what are your backs? What's that sticking out of your back? I'm like, my back's broken, bro. Okay, you know, whatever. Been you there, know? bro. But I'm still working at the barbecue. Yeah, you broke, know what I'm saying? Broke my you know L5 how it is. twice so like, in middle school and high school. Let's go. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're in there. You were in there. But it's like brutal. You're like, I don't want to talk yeah. about this. So when I finally start seeing the the uh, end goal, I guess, or the really the starting line, you know, when I really start figuring out, okay, I'm going to debut in May, you know, then I start telling people and then I go, you know, I'm a professional wrestler. This is what I want to do. And they're like, oh, that's sweet. You know, and I go, well, you know what? Come support. Come check out my first show. So I start selling tickets to the show because – you know, I, I, I feel like I'm a sociable person and I had a solid network before OU and then from OU and social media has been great. Yeah, no you know, so I told everybody, hey, I got this show coming up in May. Please support. You know, I really need everybody out there because, you know, going back to that, it's like if I can come out the starting blocks and I already have X amount of people cheering for me, I go, if I already have 20 people cheering for me, then it sounds contagious. So if I do something and I got a corner of 20 people cheering for me that – everyone will start cheering for me and I'll look like a star off rip. So I ended up doing really well. And I was so blessed that like I had, you know, around a hundred people came for the debut, which was like, which was unreal. It was unreal. And it like, it made it so much easier. You know, I was like super nervous, but when I came out there and I saw I had a whole squad and they were into it, that, that really helped me. So, you know, there's a hundred people that I would say were my closest friends i guess you know i mean definitely my closest friends so they went to the first one they saw how it was a spectacle and they saw how solid it was that they were kind of into it and then i go out and they go oh how's wrestling going and again thanks to social media you know i could put an instagram story up and say hey i'm in west virginia i'm about to wrestle hey i'm in i don't yeah hey i'm in new york i'm about to wrestle hey i'm here i'm about to wrestle so then you know you go out and this is how it is which is like it's a gift and a curse with our society you know before you know i wonder what it was like growing up when no phones you know you could talk about someone and really have a real intimate connection but now it's like hey i see someone and they see me or like let's say this oh dude i saw that you posted the other day that's sweet you were over there i saw you were in cali or someone people come up to me dude what's up i saw you were in virginia the other week wrestling i saw you were in you know here wrestling how'd it go so it's like that kind of helps and it like makes it look a little bigger than it is because again sometimes i'll go to marion ohio and you know they only draw 20 people sometimes but they see the ring, they see me grinding, they're like, oh, that's sweet. But, you know, back to that, it's like, it's it's kind of weird sometimes when I talk to someone new who I haven't met, you know, sure. that's like, and that's why I'm glad you asked it, because it's like, you know, it's sometimes it goes back to that stigma. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. You know, whatever. And then sometimes it's like, oh, my brother grew up watching wrestling. That's awesome that you do that. What's your thing? And then I start showing them on my social yeah. media. Oh, that's sweet. And then, and then it's like... Then the, the weird part is it's like, you know, there's you talk to people and they're they're down and I'm like, hey, well, I have a show next Saturday. Do you want to come? And it's like I don't want to put pressure on them because, you know, we all have stuff going on and a flick of the switch. Someone could text you to do something and you could go. So it's like I don't want to make people make plans, but it's like if you really think it's cool and you want to support or you just think it's awesome, then come check it out because I know you're going to have a great yeah. time. So that's like that's like what i'm trying to promote with it but usually it's been solid you know some people it's funny because some people like you know bad eye to it whatever oh that's cool some people are really supportive you know which is which is awesome and i appreciate everybody that's reached out and some people you know i haven't talked to in a while just start following and start you know hey that's awesome and it's like damn we weren't even boys but now we're boys i guess you know so It's it's cool, but it's all it's all back to that stigma. And right now, I'm so blessed because wrestling is like getting some steam again because this new company just started called AEW All Elite Wrestling. It started by a, a dude Tony Khan, the dude that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they've been running uh, on TNT every Wednesday, so they're back on primetime television. So wrestling's like really starting to pick up steam. There's a ton of independent wrestling companies. You know, they're selling shirts in Hot Topic, which really isn't my scene, but that's mainstream. You dude, know what I mean? I, I will. I'll tell you one thing that changed the game for me, and I'm glad you bring up all this stuff about like people coming to the show and having a great time. I I've always yeah. loved wrestling. I loved it as a kid in we, we had an unfinished basement. Awesome. And so we'd always, I'd always lay out two um just bed, <laughs> bed mattresses on the ground 
and I'd flip our couches <laughs> oh, yeah. up so then I could, you know, I could jump off the top ropes with a chair. I could I could For drop sure. the leg. I could pull a 619, like any yeah. and all moves. Um, but then like again, kind of what you mentioned, like I kind of just like grew up. My passion was in different areas, so I wasn't really watching as much. Right. But living here in Orlando, like this is it, for people who don't know, it's kind of like the hub for like wrestling and like professional wrestling training. Hundred percent. So a ton of 100%. WWE stars and stuff out here. But anyways, I, I was working for the Magic as a videographer and editor, and and because we work out of the Amway building, we ended up getting free tickets to uh, a Raw show, and nice. I did that. What was that last year? And dude, I was like just amazed. Like there's something about being like when you're at a basketball game or something. It's really cool, like having everyone chant and cheer like the same stuff. But there's always like that yeah. mixture of like it's 70% your crowd, 30% the away team, and like 20% of that entire number right there aren't even paying attention and is on their phone. Another 10% is at concessions <laughs> exactly. getting food. But like you go to a wrestling, dude, you go to a wrestling event and literally the entire stadium is all chanting the same damn thing at the same damn time and it's right. like right. it's this like euphoric feeling like you're hearing sound like from every direction at the same time and like you've got like the chills like there's just so much energy i, I just like, yeah. it's just so cool can you talk about like your personal experience with that like what what has it been like like feeding off the crowd and that energy and and just like developing your character into who he is it, you know just give us some more yeah. info on that for sure for sure i appreciate you bringing that up because you know that's it like when you go there live it's it's a different breed it's like you were saying you know at the basketball game there's this that the other some people on their phones when you go to a wrestling show there'll be someone that'll do something that'll get you invested oh i like this guy or you'll be sitting there and a guy will come over in there and go you suck and you go what who's this guy <laughs> talking to me you know like some stuff like that you know like some people they just hate you or they love you so it's 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 like if you could that's the I don't know, man. I always liked sports growing up, and I'm kind of digressing off your question. I'll get to it, but it's like I liked sports growing up, but my favorite dudes were the flashy dudes that were, you know, not only getting the crowd involved, but also doing their thing. Like they're entertainers, you know, the dudes doing touchdown dances, or yeah, or like exactly entertainer, but still in the sport field. Like they're so good, but they have such a finesse, which is something I always wanted to in, incorporate in my For character. Sure. So, and that was the best, you know. Like let's say you were a kid and you caught a foul ball, or I. I don't know if a dude threw a football to you after you know or my dudes i'm going over their house hey i got these uh these gloves from a dude a wide receiver you know what i mean like i don't know how often that happens but that like makes your life yeah you know what i mean those moments are are awesome so uh so yeah wrestling uh yeah it's it's awesome so before i came out in the debut right i had the 100 people there and they're they're kind of getting fired up now because you know they put me on last so looking back so people would stay around you know if i was on first we'd have the hundred there and the hundred yeah. gone so they stayed they had me they had me on second last so they're selling beer tickets people are drinking beer they're getting hammered uh you know so they're the company's making a solid money which we can get to that but at the end of the day you know this is a business too you know so you got to be marketable and that's something i always looked in the back of my head because it's cool to live your dream and be a wrestler but it's a business and i have to be the best i can be for a company and i have to make a company money and return on their investment of booking me you know so when i had the the crowd there you know i'm sitting in the back i'm getting ready i'm getting fired up and i'm just starting to hear chants like we want wes we want wes and i'm like that's pretty that's pretty sweet you know <laughs> like that's really cool i haven't even I'm come so out yet people are going <laughs> Yeah, I mean, dude, it was surreal, but but it got funny because that was like, you know, let's say a third of the way through the show. By halfway, two-thirds through the show, the regular fans are getting pissed off, and they're going, Wes sucks. You know, they're yelling, fuck Wes Barkley. Sorry for my F, but you know what I mean? Like, they're they're yelling against me. So I, they already hate me before <laughs> I'm coming out, the regulars, but I already got 100 with me. So I came through the curtain, and it was just pandemonium. But it's like, that's what – like it's it's cliche to say because i always heard people talk about it but it's it's real deal like if, if people are going nuts it helps you get to that next level and you can really go harder but if people are just dead sitting on their phones then you're really not invested it's what they give you give it back to them and exactly like me right now i'm more just doing my thing you know so i don't know if i'm a good guy if i'm a bad guy 
I'm doing my thing, but I'm not afraid if I hit the curtain, you know, in some in some sequence or if I'm hitting the curtain, you know, looking looking like a million dollars and someone says, you suck. I'll say it right back to you suck, pal. You wish you could be me. You know, I'll say that back to them (laughs) and they might get a little pissed. And I know I got them the whole match that they're going to be yelling at booing me no matter what I do. And sometimes, you know, I like to bend the rules a little bit. So if I'm pulling a guy's hair, if I'm biting them, so what? You know, but I'll know that's how it goes. But yeah. Back to my character, it's like it's back to what you said. You know, growing up, you like the wrestling, and you know you're hitting six one nines, which is awesome. Uh, but that's something like that I'm trying to do in life. And me and you are both on the same page because it's like you like to do cool stuff. You've always had a cool taste and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm gonna listen to what you got to say because it's like we can relate on that like while we're listening to music at college or you know hey watch this check out this guy oh did you see this new clothing come out like we can relate because so i always want to do no matter what it is whether it's you know like i was saying earlier art or food or you know i think i i know good food okay cool you got to try this place and i and i want my reputation to be a one i don't want to be like hey try this place and then you go to mcdonald's and you're like why why did you send me here this place sucks you know i don't know fuck mcdonald's we out here but uh but back to the wrestling it's like i just want to do what i think's cool and if you relate to me let's rock if you hate it then you hate it you know so i'm just trying to put out what i think's entertaining or what i think would think's funny or what i was a kid what i wanted to see a wrestler do so that's what i'm trying to do and i'm trying to perfect it and i watch watch all my matches back try to critique it um back to kind of what Dolph ziggler ziggler said at the gym you know, you got to have people critique it too and always break down film. So I'm lucky enough that our company, they bring in the best in the world that I'm rubbing elbows with guys, but I can even build a friendship and and go, hey, what do you think of my match? What do you think I could do better? Hey, would it be all right if I sent you some film? And I've been lucky enough to send guys that I looked up to growing up. I, I've been able to build a relationship with them and not only get their opinions, but get their critiques and better myself through that. So, And I've gotten to be in the ring with some of my favorite guys growing up, which has been absolutely surreal. And I can't thank our company, AIW, enough because you know it's I'm grinding to sell tickets and make myself look great and be a brand for them but i said ever since i debuted from in my head you know i don't know if i told him explicitly it doesn't it's whatever but it's just i want every show to be the best show out there i want every show to be sold out you know i want every show to be the coolest thing in cleveland i want it to be the coolest thing in the united states so that's that's my goal for you know our company and and in the process too they've given me unreal matches that have i've learned so much but it's also like checking off so many dream matches in such a short career because I've only been officially wrestling for a year and a half. Yeah, so let's let's go into speed round here. Um, we're yeah. going about. I'm sorry for no, just talking no, forever, dude. You know, you're I good, can talk man. Forever. You're good. We're going speed round. Um, super niche to wrestling. Um, let's provide yeah. um general overarching uh value in the macro sense with these though. But um, let's talk about like training. What's what's training like for a professional wrestler? What's nutrition like? Give us a little insight into the into uh that that side of the uh the profession for you. Training is not easy physically or mentally, you know, because you can get broken in either of those position uh mind state or body, you know, because like I said earlier, it's not easy taking falls, but your body does build up a callus and then you get ready for the real challenge, which is in the ring. But also mentally training, you know, people will be yelling at you. It's not like a drill sergeant, but back in the day it was, you know, they would break you in half and see if you would show up the next day and they'd beat the shit out of you again. Excuse my language again. I'm sorry, but I had to, I had to get explicit for that one (laughs) because that's what it was. So, so yeah. So now, you know, we're lucky that it isn't as brutal, but it still isn't easy. So, uh, they, you know, it's mentally and physically diet. Me personally, I'm trying to look like a million bucks every time I'm out there. I don't want to look like anybody off the street. You know, I want to right now, I'm not as big as I want to be, you know, I want to be up to over 200 pounds. I'm at about 180 right now but I'm kind of lean you know I don't mean to be talking about myself like that but you know I'm, I'm I really think nutrition is a key factor because then again you have to recover right so you need your proteins your fats your carbs you need to have your diet on point because if you don't you're not going to be able to perform at your highest so you know I've been trying juicing and all that type of stuff turmeric root you know some powders and all those uh you know like the herbal what supplements. about uh, like uh, in, in regards to training regimen like how how many days yeah, a week yeah, yeah. are you lifting? How many days a week are you practicing um 
moves yeah. and like how long do you do like run throughs for rounds with your opponent or is it like you both just show up and and do it the day of mostly i mean sometimes you don't even do it the day of sometimes you just do it live when you're out there and that's how a lot of the stuff goes because you know let's say i'm driving to chicago on a friday we run into traffic the show starts at seven we get there at 7 15 so i'm already running late i gotta get geared up and i gotta hit the curtain i gotta be ready to rock so i gotta know what i do well i gotta have my opponent studied so those are probably the three key factors is what you're you know kind of getting to is training at practice so you know being able to protect myself be it able to evade situations and being able to have my offense ready and i usually train tuesday nights are definitely and some thursdays i go to but it's usually a two-day training but see this is also like the key formula which i'm still trying to perfect is how many days i want to go in the gym and do weights and go heavy let's say you know how many days can i do that because the next day I got to be in the ring taking falls, but also be agile. You yeah. know, I can't really be squatting on a Monday and then Tuesday go and do wrestling training where I'm hitting the ropes a hundred times yeah. or, you know, picking a guy up. So it's trying to find that balance, but it's also studying tape, you know, learning new techniques, uh, studying your opponent, knowing what they do, knowing how to get out of situations and also uh, training. Uh, what did I say? Training. Oh, nutrition. Sorry. So then nutrition, eating right, keeping your body fed and recovering. That's the most key because sometimes, you know, like I'm saying, they won't even have food at these shows. So unless it's like a hot dog or popcorn, and it's like, that's not what I'm eating after I wrestle, you know? So you got to, it's, and it's a lot of stuff on the road. It's not super glamorous, especially what level I'm on right now. As much as me coming out with the sequins and, you know, the, the swagger, I'm making it look like a million dollars, but sometimes, you know, we're getting a rental car. We're driving three different shots in a weekend, a couple different towns. And I know this was the speed round too. So I'm, I'm sucking everything up. I'm sorry. You're good. You know, so you gotta, you gotta be prepared because if you're not, if you got to stay ready so you never have to get ready you know something like that yeah so. no doubt man um so bri- as as brief as we can let's let's touch on that yeah. real quick you know with with regards True. to um not being on the glamorous side you know you're not getting the glory that the WWE wrestlers are getting and and I'm slowly but surely getting more like glory quote unquote if you will like more exposure or recognition yeah. Yeah, yeah. for my work but at the end of the day, it's For like sure. I've just fallen so in love with the process that like I just I mean, I do. Obviously, I'd love to like be making millions of dollars and directing feature films tomorrow. Yeah. But I also yeah. like am so OK with where I'm at in the process and just like enjoying that right now. Where where are you at mentally Definitely. with that? Like, do you feel like you're already successful? Like to me, success is happiness. And like, I'm happy as I can fucking be right now. Like. What does success right. mean to you? Are you there yet? Do you need do, like, are you working towards a specific goal? Break break that down for us a little bit. Yeah, I I would say I have uh, some success because you know I've definitely hit go- hit goals like what you're saying. When I write something down and you achieve it, it's it's awesome. You know, like in even they're not even the craziest goals. It would just be like you know make my debut. Did that? Wow, that's awesome. Okay, what's next? And I'm definitely not where I want to be as uh, accomplishment wise. You know, I still have sure. a long road to go. I I feel like I need to tighten a lot of stuff up in the ring. So then, when I'm confident in the ring, that means I can have better matches, and that's when I can really, you know, uh, be more successful and hit more goals that I want to hit. Because a big goal is to wrestle in Mexico. A big goal oh, is yeah. to wrestle in Japan. They have two two very different Mexico styles. Would be but awesome. I want to. <laughs> that would that's, be wild. That's like, that's like at the top of the I'm list. Going, bro. Because like Let you're me know saying, the though, date. yeah, let's rock. <laughs> Let's rock. But, uh, you know, like a lot of people get burned out. Like I was saying mentally, you know, like, and it's crazy. Like I was saying with that new company, like WWE signing people left and right to go down to the performance center in Orlando, you get some buzz on the independence, you know, they don't know, uh, you know, I'm not putting any words in anyone's mouth, but if they can have you instead of an independent company making money off you, they'll sign you down there and, you know, and they can get their money off you and train you how they want you to be perceived. So, it, sometimes it eats people up, you know, oh, I'm not signed yet. Oh, I'm not that. So it's it's a double-edged sword because I was talking literally the other day. I had a show on Saturday and I was talking to a guy who's been around the business for 30 years. I was telling him, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm so new in the business because dudes have been wrestling. Like I've just said 30 years, that guy, you know, there's guys been wrestling 15, 20 that I got to get in the ring with and learn from. But 
you know, it's not like I'm really getting burned out, but sometimes you see a guy get signed off something, you know, get get a major contract to make a guy a lot of money and then like be set. Because right now, you know, I'm doing this all myself, like booking wise. So if a company hits me up or I have to hit companies up to set up where I'm going to wrestle next. Sure, I have, you know, my mainstay companies that I'm, I'm lucky enough to consistently wrestle for. But if I want to get new bookings and get to new territories and, and get new eyes on me, I have to do that myself. So that's kind of the one thing where it's it's like, oh, if I was signed or if I was to a contract, I wouldn't really have to be uh, trying to get all these days. They would be like, hey, we got you on three shows every month. Sweet. I know what's coming, you know. But um, then again, like I was saying earlier, you want to get as good as possible. So you wrestle in as many companies as, as you can. But yeah, there's definitely, you know, to get in-ring, my in-ring stuff, solid, super tight, make it look like a million dollars, you know, have a versatile offense, do some cool stuff. That's really my next goal in the in the micro sense. Macro though, you know, it would be sweet to be in a contract, but but personally at the top of the list is Mexico because that would be awesome. Japanese or Japan, they have a great style. The Japanese style is awesome, but Mexico is really where I would love to be right now. Uh, there's some big companies. WWE would definitely be a goal because they are the the premier brand. But that AEW company, they're doing some really cool stuff too. Then there's some smaller companies like uh, it's called Major League Wrestling. They're on YouTube every week. They do a really cool product that as a wrestling fan or just a person I think looks really cool and it's an inter- interesting product. It's hip. They got Wale as the theme song, you know, so it's got a it's got a vibe, sure. you know. And then there's this then there's this other company that just started up 3 weeks ago. They've been around for years, but they just rebranded. It's uh NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, and they put a YouTube show up on every Tuesday. It's got kind of an old school feel, but it's it's really talking based promo guys that'll talk a lot of smack to the camera or tell stories through that and have good matches. And and that, when that came out three weeks ago, that really re-inspired me. Okay, I want to get to this company because it's kind of what I like to do. Sure, I love wrestling in the ring and that's why I do this. But if I can be entertaining on the mic and get someone to either come see me win or see me get beat up, that's really what I love about yeah. wrestling the most is telling those stories, you know, and making people invest. So, yeah, sorry, I kind of just dwelled off the question again, but no, no, man, I'm, I I'm not that. where I'm not where I want to be because my goal, you know, with wrestling is to make a living off it. It doesn't have to be super millionaire, this, that and the other. But if all I had to worry about was, you know, had had a good chunk of change, but all I had to worry about was, like I'm saying earlier, diet and uh, working out and being in the best shape I can instead of other things that go on. Cause you know, you might have to work another job here or there, or you got to do this thing, you know, like there's, and that's the thing because so many people get burned out because they just want to get signed, but they might get a big opportunity. But then at the end of the day, they still got to go to their real job on yeah. Monday, you know? So, so what advice, what advice would you have for anyone listening as well as I guess, what advice would you be giving to yourself right now? Um, you know, in order to kind of, attain those uh, those goals you know what are what are some things some practical steps someone can take from this podcast and implement into their life immediately like tonight or tomorrow to start doing to be a professional wrestler well i appreciate you asking that too because i'm not where i want to be for to be giving out super advice like that but do as i say not as i do right something like that whatever but the but the Top things I could say were first and foremost is you got to write down your goals because that's something like I got to tell myself sometimes because I can think of my goal. And like I said, it feels great when you hit your goals. But I wrote down I want to wrestle in five states in five years. That was my first goal I wrote down after I debuted. I wrestled in five states in about six weeks just because I wrote it down and I grinded. That was that was awesome. Yeah, you know, so I kind of this this. So write your goals down. And when you hit them rock with them. You can write short-term goals. You got to have the short terms because they get to the long terms. Sure, you can have those five-year goals, you know, the one-year goals, but if you can have monthly goals and you start rocking them, that's when you get that momentum going and then you're unstoppable. So that's first and foremost. Uh, Second off, never get complacent. That's something I have kind of some troubles with because like I just said, in my first year, I wrestled in, you know, uh, a couple unreal matches, a couple of dream matches. You know, I got to do a lot of cool stuff. Like I said, the five year, 
you know, I did all that. So never get complacent. And it's hard because you get so many critiques online or criticism, whether good or bad. Someone can say, dude, your video was awesome. Dude, your match was sweet. Oh, you suck. Your match sucked. <laughs> you got to take both in the same ears. You know what I'm saying? Because if you if you listen to everyone say you're the best, then you're, you're art. See, sometimes people talk about wrestling as an art, yada, yada, yada. But this is this is facts because if whatever you're doing, if you're painting, right? I used to paint because I had a, I just wanted to do it and I loved it. But then when I thought about, oh, maybe I got to sell this stuff, that's when I lost my art and I didn't feel it, yeah. you know? So if someone says you're the best wrestler, then you go, oh, maybe I am the best wrestler. Oh, I'm not going to, I don't have to do anything. And then your art suffers. Or if someone says you suck, then you get in your own head and your art suffers. So I heard, uh, what's his name? Elliot Hulse say that once. And it kind of stuck with me and I'm still trying to tweak it out so it really fits me because you got to take criticism, but you know, you can't. You can't dwell on on the comments like that. Yeah. So that's definitely second. And then third, you know, it's just it's just it's just grind and let it consume you. You know, no matter what you want to do, you have to eat, sleep, and breathe it. You know what I mean? Like if you want to be like for me, being a wrestler. If you want to be a wrestler, you have to train your ass off. You have to be in the best physical shape as possible. You have to be studying tape no matter what you're doing. So you gotta let it consume you no matter what you have to be watching wrestling as much as possible you have to be going to shows every weekend hopping into cars because there's you know you can go to a wrestling show with one of your buddies who's on it they might have an open spot maybe a guy like i was saying he gets stuck in some traffic now it's getting snowy out up here you know so maybe a guy gets stuck in a snowstorm he doesn't make it hey you have your gear you're on next and then you have to know how to do your stuff so you got to let it consume you but here's my little tweak here's my little spice on top you got to let it consume you, but you also have to have a work-life yeah. balance because if you only let wrestling consume you, that's when you get eaten up, you know? And if all you do is watch wrestling, then all your your art is wrestling. So I no try doubt. to, you know, do wrestling, I'd say 90, 80% of the time. And then I, you know, I can talk to some of my regular friends that aren't in wrestling, or I can just go do something, watch a football game, watch this at the end, watch a movie. And that's when I feel like I find some best stuff for wrestling and that's when i kind of calm down exactly so like and even and just it's just studying stuff and that's just like life so because i've been watching the sopranos again lately right i've been watching New that and just watching and how all these characters transform season to season oh he said that or he works like that or he he looks like that okay he moves like that i'm gonna take something like that i watch a movie you know i get inspired i think of something so maybe another line is just always have a notebook with you or you have your notes in your phone if you something sticks on your head that you like, jot it down. Use it for your character or just in life. You know what I mean? So Facts, I'm, bro. I'm sorry I just went off on that, but and I no, appreciate bro. you asking. You but. did. You went off. You went off. Hey, that's what we do. That's <laughs> what we do. Yo, so before we wrap here, real sure. quick, um, first, um, hit hit me up with some some social media. Yeah. Like where can people find you and follow your journey? Um, and just check out, you know the past the past rounds and stuff that you've done yeah. as well as again just like following for for what's to come next um for west barkley yes, and sir. um following up with that is there anything i didn't ask you that i should have all right well first i'll do the social media uh at twitter at west barkley w-e-s-b-a-r-k-l-e-y that has all i'm pretty active on there because wrestling's pretty hot on twitter i put all my promos on there you'll be match highlights results pictures and just goofy stuff um, Instagram at Maserati West. That's more just pictures and kind of some videos and whatnot, but that's also promoting a lot of the shows. And you guys know how Instagram goes. So if you could follow me on either of those, that'd be awesome. Uh, go, yeah, on, yeah. go on YouTube, just type in West Barkley. You can probably find a match or two and see what I'm really about. Uh, the company I wrestle for mostly is AIW, Absolute Intense Wrestling, based in Cleveland. If you live in Cleveland, if you live an hour away from Cleveland, if you live four hours away from Cleveland, you got to get to an AIW show because get there's, out there. Exactly. There's nothing like it. So you can check out their past videos. They have a podcast too. The card is going to change. I'm on there here and there, and I'm just talking nonsense, especially if people like wrestling. You know, make sure you get in touch with me and we can talk about it more. But um, yeah, those are my main social medias. If you got to do a business inquiry, just hit me up on Facebook, Wes Barkley, um, or bookings at westbarkley.com if you want me to do podcast uh cameos you know what i mean i might go to a grad party and do a speech for the guy who knows you know what i mean i'm doing everything <laughs> so uh yeah any question um 
I don't know, man. Like, uh, you asked some pretty good ones about how I got started wrestling. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't really think of like a, a question to ask myself. Usually when I'm, when I'm West Barkley mode, I say, what's your favorite match of mine? But I'm not really trying to be a dick like that because you're my dude. You know, I'm just, I'm just, we might have to cut that. I'm just messing. Let's, let's wrap with this then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. One last piece of advice or if not, what are you looking forward to the most um, with, with uh, I guess, the rest of 2019 and 2020 coming? And, and what should people be looking out for with the future of West Barkley? Great question. Right now, these last two months are, are just back to watering seeds and maybe planting some more seeds. Because, you know, even though I have some great shows coming up, I don't know when you're going to come out with this podcast but we have two more big shows for AIW coming up this year. Black Friday, November 29th, I believe it is. We have Hell on Earth. It's our annual annual show. It's pretty epic. Uh, me and my dude, Josh Bishop, he's got a big match against Filthy Tom Lawler, ex-UFC fighter. He's the champion in our company, and we got to trick up our sleeves, a Versace trick up our sleeves, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and then we're going to end the year hot with uh, December 27th in Cleveland, and that'll probably be live on Fight TV. I know I'm throwing a lot at you people, but if you pick anything up, I appreciate it. But yeah, so right now I'm really just I'm really just trying to get ready to go because when January comes around, I got to be ready to go full throttle. You know, wrestling is already getting crazy. And the thing I'm looking forward to the most is sure, there's a lot of opportunities, but there's also going to be some great minds coming up and there's going to be some great entertaining stuff, not just in wrestling. It's going to be all of entertainment and it's just going to be it's going to be something people can relate to. It's going to be something cool. It's going to be something hip. And I'm hopefully going to be a part of something big. So I got some plans. You know, I got some uh, some art ventures some clothing ventures and maybe some food ventures here popping up. Which I'm hope Hell to because yeah. I love the food truck grind, man. So hopefully I can make, no make doubt, some things dude. happen. But uh, and maybe I gotta, you know, I gotta get something with you going. We gotta film some stuff and you know, just, just make some content, make some make some movies, dude, figuratively and literally. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it for sure. Yo, this has been a killer episode. Um, we're gonna lock down a number two episode follow-up oh, for, for sure for for a couple years down the road maybe a year or two i yeah. am very excited to see where west barkley will be and how his character is developed thank you so much for swinging by man thank you all for listening if you enjoyed the episode be sure to like uh excuse me we don't like this is a podcast i forget that <laughs> like subscribe. be sure to subscribe yeah. subscribe give a good rating tell your friends all that shit yeah we'll see you next week Thank you.